Good morning. The day is the 31st of July 2019. Welcome to my first podcast. Um it's me Mami. Yeah, so I just really want to get straight into it. I don't really like fuck all the like little talking shit like this is what you should expect from my little podcast channel. No, fuck all that shit. Let's get straight into it. So I asked people to send me kind of topics that they think I should talk about. And the one that stood out to me and the one I'm going to run with today, because I feel like it's very important and also I feel like it would be a great introduction for me to you and you to me. So it is about being Gambian and being open on Twitter or just generally being an open person. Um, what I want to add to that as well is being a woman because I feel like there's so much stigma attached to how a woman should be let alone the stigma attached to how a Gambian woman should be let alone the stigma do you know what I mean? attached to how a woman should act and how open they should be and how close they should be um, so yeah let's get straight into it because I do not want to waste any time with this juicy topic y'all just better you know stay tuned or whatever okay so I'm going to start by explaining to you guys a little bit about Gambia kind of from my perspective and you know for what it is so Gambia is, you know, the smiling coast of Africa. Um, beautiful country, hot, beautiful people, beautiful food. Oh my god, the food is so beautiful. I can almost oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah, sorry. I'm so hungry. But yeah, so it's a beautiful country and whatnot. However, Gambia is a very I think let me put this in the right way generationally oppressive country and what I mean by that is through generations when we look back through the past kind of generations even just looking to your own parents you can see the kind of oppression that has been placed there through these generations you're not supposed to talk about certain things you're not supposed to act a certain way if you're a woman especially you're not supposed to dress a certain way you're not supposed to speak in a certain tone to certain people there must you know then kind of things there's restrictions on how you can act as a person let alone a woman so you know I think Gambia, with all its beauty, there's a lot that we as a country need to work on, should work on, and, you know, it all starts at home. When you're trying to fix things, it's, it all starts from within, so it's all, in, it's all up to you as an individual and how you carry yourself, and how, not even how you carry yourself, but how you allow someone else to carry themselves, I think, in this situation, it's more to do with that, like, people will, you know, act how they act, which is fine, but they will not allow someone else to act how they want to act. 
because you know whatever reasons they might have they think it's wrong personally whatever but you know they place restrictions on people either through little commentary on twitter or you know little jabs in real life um little comments you know which i will get into but yeah that's just a bit like kind of specifically tailored to what i'm going to be talking about um a bit of gambian kind of culture but also i want to add that you know gambia is my country i fuck with gambia healthy you know i'm mixed so i'm from a few different countries however i heavily relate and you know lean towards my gambian side more um yeah to add on to that you know i don't want anyone to feel like i'm attacking gambian people and i'm attacking how they are but that's just what it is and if you feel otherwise i'm not being biased but you're wrong that is just a part of gambian culture that we have to accept and try and better that's it gambia is a beautiful country the people are amazing you know anyone will tell you anyone that has gambian friends will tell you my friend was telling me the other day your work rate is mad like the way you lot work mad you lot are doing bits like so gambian people are you know we're really hard working people we're really clean-hearted people at the end of the day it's just a lot of generally generally I can't speak generational shit has just you know (sighs) captured us and we just need to break free of that kind of a little bit or at least have some kind of understanding towards people that do want to break out of it and not be so selfish and so self-indulged in our own kind of morals and what we think is right what we think is wrong so now I'm gonna get into the story of Lamin Badara Job and how it all went down. Okay, so I wrote a story about someone called Lamin Badara Job, completely made up in my head, posted it on Twitter, few hours later, woke up and the tweet had kind of blown up within the Gambian Senegalese community. And people were fucking with the story, people were also not fucking with the story, people were making, you know, jokes about the story, whatever, whatever. So, it was kind of mixed emotions. A lot of it was kind of positive though, like the majority. So, it was good. Um, The story was kind of, it was a very sexualized story. Um, It was just, you know, talking about this guy having, being sexually active with a Gambian girl. The story was based in Gambia, everything Gambian basically. And, um, you know, I explained about the girl having sex also very openly, you know, at the back of the beach kind of thing in a car. You know, it was kind of very graphic, but very real and very raw. And, you know, I personally have never had sex, so I don't know how it feels. I don't know about the stuff that I'm writing. I'm just, you know, taking it off the top of my head, off things that I've learned, things that my friends, not things that my friends tell me, but like things that I know 
general knowledge about sex anyway because we're taught about sex in the UK it's something that you know you taught from primary school about um so yes this story was kind of (laughs) the making of me on the TL (laughs) let's be honest Uh, before that I had about 50 followers I wasn't doing nothing I was just literally talking shit all day long literally talking shit no one was bothering me but now I feel like I talk shit and people are bothering me saying why are you talking so much why are you attention seeking but before with my little two people followers yeah I was chatting the most and they liked it they didn't even they didn't even complain once so maybe I need to revert back to my old days but anyways I'm getting off topic so let's bring it back a notch so that's basically it about the story like I wrote the story it kind of blew up on Twitter the reactions you know I got a lot of mixed reactions about the story people were saying things along the lines of in my language or translating that kind of it means how do you say that in English it means you haven't been brought up properly you know your parents failed to raise you in the manner they should have raised you basically in fewer words so yeah I was getting things like that I was also getting things like you don't respect yourself I was getting things like you're a hoe bear in mind my legs are closed so I don't know how that works I'm a you know I'm a hoe that doesn't fuck that don't make no sense but anyways I got all the names under the sun you know it was difficult um, especially because I didn't expect the story to blow up so much and the fact that people had taken it so personally a lot of people still think or do you think that the story is real it's about someone it's not at all it's literally the fakest story that I've ever wrote in my life it came off the top of my head so yeah um however moving kind of towards the negativity that kind of it it was rooted negativity if you understand what I'm saying in the sense of people were saying things like oh you know you haven't been brought up properly you know as like a kind of you know care thing you haven't been brought up properly but it's like no, they actually really genuinely think that I haven't been brought up properly because I spoke about sex, which is wild. It's wild, you know? For me, it was... It was crazy. I'm thinking, like, you don't know the way my parents, you know... Huh, trust me, let me just say, I was raised right, yeah? What was in that story, I've never done in my life don't dream to do it until I'm married, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going <laughs> to, then I'm going to be on my lap and the job shit, but you know, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, like, I was raised right, my parents raised me right, you think I could ever spit them lines, I spat in that story in front of my mom and your mads, I would have lost my, this tongue, these fingers that I used to Twitter type, that story would have been <laughs> finished. But it kind of reflected to me how 
people genuinely think that though like if you talk if you're open about something if you can talk about a subject that's taboo you haven't been raised right like how people make that correlation to me is crazy but then I have to sit back and think I they don't have kind of the freedom in of speech so to say that I have of course we have freedom of speech in Gambia however it's kind of that unwritten rule kind of thing your parents will teach you from young don't talk about these things or your parents will not even mention it at all to you so in your head this ain't even something you need to talk about that you genuinely you don't need to talk about sex because your parents didn't talk about it to you when you get married that's when you'll learn about what what sex is so for me you know I can understand that some people were kind of taken aback by the story but it really did I think you know bring to my knowledge that people really can't feel how they want to feel when they want to feel and say how they want to feel you know or say how they feel to other people it's not normal people were shocked at my story people were shocked by how I was speaking which is wild for me um so the effect kind of that it had on me is something that I want to talk about the effect that came from the story the effect of what people were saying to me how people treated me kind of thing I would definitely want to talk about that The effect that the story had on me. I was being, you know, first of all, the positivity that I got from that story, from the amount of women that messaged me, DM'd me, you know, even from just checking up on me, making sure I was okay, to actually explaining stories that, you know, were personal to them, to me asking me for advice or you know just wanting to get things off their chest wanting someone to talk to you that you know I was not in a position to judge them because I'd just written this whole story about sex so whatever they had to say to me you know they felt comfortable enough to come to my dms and say it and you know really support me as well I think the effect that had on me was amazing I felt like you know I felt less like, okay, people are really... I felt the negatives less, basically. And I was more focused on the fact that, you know what, whatever negativity people have to throw at me, here's five people for that one negative comment that have benefited from the story, or now our friendship has blossomed from this story, or they feel happier now they have someone to talk to. So, I think... Yeah, that was a positive effect on me. I felt good and I was happy. Um, One of the other effects it had on me was that my eyes were now open to how much abuse, how much 
like how much Gambian women who would kind of want to speak like me and would want to be as open as me, how much they would get ridiculed, how much they would, you know, be judged, be clowned about it, you know, made to feel small, all for the sake of just wanting to be able to express how they feel. Um, I made a tweet kind of shortly after and it was a thread and I kind of just explained like listen if I feel like I want to suck dick today guess what I'm gonna come on the TL and I'm gonna say I want to suck dick today and no one ain't telling me nothing because facts no one ain't telling me nothing like what can you tell me you can't tell me nothing so obviously I would want for every female to be able to say that if they want to say that because I know a lot of females that would love to say that but they can't but I understand that they just simply can't so I had to then open my eyes to the fact that okay as much as I really want other women to kind of come out and be able to say what they want to say and do what they want to do some just will not be able to and that's because like I was saying before through generations it's just become so you know they're just so inclined to act that way that even if they wanted to do it out of their own will, they still can't do it. There's still that kind of mental restraint on them that is like, you can't act that way. You can't say how you feel. You can't be like that. Um, so, yeah. From that, again, it opened my eyes to... Like I was saying, how much abuse women can get that a Gambian that want to speak openly. Comments like, it's comments that I got, because I can only speak on what I went through and how people made me feel. <clears throat> comments that I got were comments like, you know, a man wouldn't want to see their wife talking like that, you know? Or, you know, indirectly kind of being like, okay, I'll fuck with you, but I can't fuck with you like that because, you know, you've come on Twitter, you've wrote this whole story, people now know that you've spoken about sex. Me and you can't really rock like how we used to rock, number one. I had a lot of people that don't speak to me anymore. For me, it's that good riddance piece, like, bye. But at the same time, it's like, that's real fucking sad. It's real sad that, People that I actually had a good kind of relationship with, bond with, now they feel like they can't talk to me because I'm so open. But it's fine with me because I'm living my truth. And you only wish to be able to say half the shit that I can openly say. Anyways, going off topic. Um, Yeah. So, comments like that anyway and things like that kind of got to me a little bit. I can't lie. Because at some point I felt like, okay, what if they're right? Like, someone might not want to marry me because of that. But then it's like, so many people came forward to me, men included, a lot of men, a lot of women, came to me and, you know, they were like, I respect you for what you said. For me, it's like, it wasn't even that deep. I didn't really say too much, too tough. The story was not that deep at all. It was just a little, little banter here and there, yeah? But people actually took it seriously and people were like to me, you know what? You 
opened up a door for this conversation to happen about sex. Someone said that to me actually, and it really, really stuck. <laughs> Someone said that to me. Someone said that to me, and it stuck with me. Someone said to me, "You, you just opened up a door." for a conversation to be had and that was about something different but this also relates to this and that stuck with me because no matter how people take it good or bad I've opened that door now you can either walk through the door or stay held back you stay in the back of the room by yourself you know I think a lot of women and men yeah came forward they showed their support they showed their love and it was really great to see But for me, like, personally, I've put myself on the line now. People know who I am now that I never knew who I was. But for me, what saved me kind of from feeling really down about it was that people can take me at face value. You don't have to guess if I'm an it-dip-do kind of bitch. Like, it's it or it's do. There's no difference. Like, you're either this way with me or that way there's no sorry there's no difference um yeah so people can take me at face value they know this is how I talk this is how I am this is whatever so now people that come to me a lot of them I feel like now I'm more genuine because okay you want to talk to me you have to calculate the risk of talking to me you have to know how I am as a person you see how I am as a person is the risk of talking to me the risk you want to take yes or no if you choose yes welcome to a blessed life because I will bless your life I'm funny as fuck I am talkative like I am just you know I'm just someone that's always going to be there for you and love you and support you and you know I'm a ride or die so it's like you know you on the winning team or whatever so yeah but obviously if you choose to just you know not take the risk then you know there's no risk with no reward like you know anyways sorry i just realized what a fucking bum ass bitch i am bitch well fucking done anyway okay i think yeah to round it up the reactions to the story, the effect it had on me was that my eyes were just very much open to a new kind of Gambia. It really opened, it really, really, really opened my mind to a new Gambia. I never saw Gambia the way that I saw Gambia until after that. The judgment, the everything, until after that story, I did not see Gambia the same. Let me tell you that for free. No, honestly, Gambia was a completely different country to me. I still love the country, everything, and, like, it's an amazing country, but it just made me realise how much we have to work on, how important it is to talk about sex to our younger ones. You know, here I work at a youth project, and we, we, you know, teach the girls about sex education. We, we attack stigmas we attack taboo subjects head on so girls know because the thing is in Gambia I don't feel like sex is as much talked about until you're married and it's the thing where it needs to be talked about because there's so much 
for me personally, being a virgin, I can tell you, I overthink as well, so maybe that doesn't help, but sex to me is like, whoa. Sex to someone else now is probably like, oh, it's just sex. For me, sex is emotional, physical. Sex is financial, baby. (laughs) If I don't get that good, good yet, I'm going to be depressed then I'm not going to be able to go to work. It's stopping my coin. Or flip side, it's too good good. Yeah? And now, I don't want to go to work. I want to get the good good. So, you know, I'm stopping the coin. So sex is emotional, financial, social. I'm not seeing my friends no more because I'm getting the good good. Or, you know what I mean? So for me, sex is an important conversation. It has to be had between women and other women and men and women and men and men especially men talk to your men talk to your boys about sex that is going to tie in with a whole nother kind of topic that i have planned um that's the whole consent thing and whatnot which i think people are sick of hearing about but Y'all are going to keep hearing about it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to add my little two motherfucking pens. Okay. I'm my two little Dallas. <laughs> but, yeah, so sex is extremely important because, number one, sex can impact your health so much. And I feel like there's a lot that we don't talk about as women when it comes to sex. Like, we talk about it. Okay, cool. When you lose your virginity, people have told me it hurts. I was talking to my girl the other day and I was like, okay, listen, how much does it actually hurt? Like, (laughs) listen, um, and how long does it last before I actually start to feel like I'm getting pleasure from this? And she was like, you know what? It can actually be a while before you actually start feeling pleasure. People, no one's ever told me that before. And if no one's ever told me that, yeah, I doubt someone's ever told the little girl going to SOS primary school, you know, going to flipping, you know, what's that called, what's that place called, oh, what's that high school called, anyway, some high school in Gambia, no one, no one's ever going to have told the little girl going there or the little boy going there, so, the conversation is important, is the person you're sleeping with clean, in a country that is, you know, we're not the richest country in the world. Things like hygiene, yeah, we take very seriously, but where there's poverty, there's disease. Where there's poverty, there's illness. There are parts of Gambia that are poverty-ridden, it's facts. How do you know the person you're sleeping with isn't ill, isn't giving you an illness? You're not having a child to that illness and the child being born in that illness, do you know what I mean? So conversations need to be had about sex. And if I have to be a catalyst, if I have to speak about it in a raunchy way, if I have to speak about it in a nasty way so people can, you know, talk about it at least. Bring it to the table. Go and go out and, you know, be like, say, oh, did you see her tweet the other day? She was talking about this. Oh, and then that's going to spark a conversation about this. Oh, but actually, you know that if we have sex, like, it's going to be like this or... You know what I mean? Sparking that conversation anyway. I don't mind being the black sheep for the greater good kind of type thing, you know? So, to round it up, the experience of being 
Gambian and being a woman and being open has been a very weird experience. It's been a very eye-opening experience. It has been a rewarding experience. I feel like my honesty and my openness attracted people to me that I've been able to kind of be there for that otherwise I don't know who they would have gone to kind of thing so it was very extremely rewarding I appreciate the whole experience it has it's up and downs and stuff and things that I you know I won't talk about there's things I will talk about but yeah the experience of being a Gambian woman and being open for me is worth everything that comes with it and I'm just grateful to be honest so I'm going to conclude this first podcast which is literally like what it's probably like half an hour long nearly like an hour long but you know I hope you guys listened this far if you got this far well done um yeah you know thank you for listening and I'll be back with some new topics, so stay motherfucking tuned. Oh, grrr.